Get road trip ready with a service checkup at your local Chevy dealer. They can save you time and money and get the job done right the first time, worry-free. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com for current service specials or to schedule a test drive. Anybody there? Hello? It sounds kind of quiet. (laughs) What a 45-minute wait. I have paced. I have worn the rug out in front of the studio. Back and forth, back and forth. And she's not kidding. No, I'm not kidding. And I'm on my third cup of coffee, and I got a lot of words to squeeze in tonight, so do not complain if I'm talking fast. I got a lot to say. We're here till 2 o'clock in the morning, so we hope you'll stick around with us. Oh, thank you guys for hanging out with us. I'm done. I got to go home. Oh, well, no, because we got a very cool oh, first do. guest. And in, in fact, let's introduce him this way. One of my all time favorite songs by one of my all time favorite groups. Hello, Dave. Hello, Dave, a Chicago group. And this is how we met them was when we first heard this song and went, oh, that is a cool song. So we're lucky enough to get to know them and have them on the radio over the years. But then they broke up. But now they're getting back together, and that's why we want to talk to the guy that you heard singing, Mike Heimbaugh, the lead singer of Hello, Dave. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, guys. How you doing tonight? Hey, Mike. Did you know there was a basketball game? <laughs> oh, man. I've been pacing, too. I've been waiting to pace it, pace it trying to stay awake. I know. I, I know, because be- what bedtime's like 8 o'clock for you on the farm, right? <laughs> you know, life used to be the shows didn't even start until like 11 o'clock when we were on the road. Yes. So it was always late nights, yes. but nowadays, yeah, I'm I'm ready for bed. You know, eight I nine o'clock. Well, <laughs> and back in the day, you guys used to uh, uh, fall in with us about uh, about one in the morning or something yeah. after a gig. Yeah. Right, right. Now those are some of the greatest nights, I tell you, coming oh. in just hanging out with you guys. Well, you've got a great night coming up. Let's back up and tell people that the band is not together the way they used to be, but the guys are still friends, they're still performing, and they're going to be performing for a very good cause. You live on a farm. It's a sanctuary for animals. In fact, i got to tell you, I love the picture of your pig, Hollywood, that you put up this evening. Yes. <laughs> That's one big pig, isn't he? Oh, man. And he's such a looker, isn't he? He is. He needs a little haircut, but he's adorable. And this farm is amazing because it's a sanctuary for these animals. Of, it doesn't matter if they're old or young or, or fat or skinny, or right? I mean, you, they end up coming yeah. to, to your place to live. Yeah, that's what we, we say, the, the wounded and unwanted, the young and the old, they're all welcome to come, and they seem to find their way here quite often. It's amazing. And I love some of the pictures that you post on your Facebook page, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, well thanks. You know, my wife does most of that, Nicole. She right. is, uh, she's got the eye. She's well, out there with her, her camera taking pictures, and then she has a nice story to say about him, too. Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, this is a spiritual experience. When I look at the pictures, and then when I read her stories, I'm thinking, oh, my Lord, these animals are so fortunate to end up on your farm, to be in your <laughs> loving care. I mean, it's incredible. How many horses do you have now on the farm? There are 30 horses here. Oh, my God. One wow. miniature donkey. Oh. And uh, let's see, there's nine piggies. Most of them are potbelly piggies. A lot of them came from the city, actually. You know, people yeah. get their, their mini pig thinking it's a great little house pet. And then all mm. of a sudden they realize, holy mackerel, this is yeah. a pig. Yeah. And, and just to, for clarification, how much does it cost to feed one horse for one day? 
<laughs> That's the million dollar question. Let's see. You know, we go through with uh, with the thirty horses. We go through about one large round bale, which is you know almost a thousand pounds of hay. We go through one of those about every day and a half. Okay. So it gets expensive. Those cost about yeah. you know seventy five hundred bucks each. Wow. So that's why we do this uh, this big fundraiser. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a farm raiser. Hello, Dave. Yeah. Getting back together again. And this has worked so great for you guys in the past because your fran- your fans are just giddy. We're all so excited to get to see you guys back together again. And then for it to be for such a good cause. So when is this going to happen? It's gonna be, we want people to mark their calendars. It's April yeah. 10th, right? April 8th. Excuse me, April 8th, yes. This is why we have separate separate checkbooks, Mike. Stop it. I just want, I was testing him. I wanted to be sure. He was looking at the 2026 calendar. Uh I wanted to be sure Mike was awake. So that's Saturday night, a couple Saturday nights from tonight. Everybody's going to get together. And this is going to be in Rosemont at Joe's Live. And hats off to Joe's for stepping up and, and allowing this to happen in their place. Because this is a very big deal for you guys it is and we have done it at joe's the joe's downtown Mm -hmm. uh for years now and and they're so kind to us and really helped the event so much and this year ed the guy who uh, runs owns joe's thought it would be a great idea to do it over in rosemont and Mm -hmm. it is a beautiful club nicole and i went to look at it a few weeks back and it's gorgeous and We're it's, it's easy to get to for people to get there on the expressway from the city. Stay off it the is. Kennedy Expressway, but you can get there. We <laughs> promise you can leave tomorrow and you'll get there. Um, but there's good parking when you get there. You don't have to hassle with that. And uh, mm-hmm. this is going to be a really exciting thing. I heard from uh, your buddy Magoo. From the band. Yeah, did you? Yeah, he's up in Wisconsin <laughs> with your other um, compatriot. Um, he is. Yeah, Al is up there. They said they had a great rehearsal, and they're really, really excited about getting together and actually getting to jam to play with you guys like you did for so many years. And a lot of people who, yeah. who may be new to uh, to our conversations with Mike, uh, you may not know, Hello Dave is just a special bunch of people yeah i mean it's a classic case of it was the right people put together and the sum is just wonderful excellent musicians hardcore rockers i mean if you want to rock these guys will rock your socks off right mike you're gonna do that (laughs) you guys absolutely you guys are so nice we sure appreciate it and we we were so fortunate we you know it was our full-time job for forever we were out on the road we got to travel the world we saw all these beautiful places and it was every night people were singing to us singing mm-hmm. the words back to us and just smiling. It was a great thing. Well, I want people to know that if they can't get out to the concert, they can go to thefarmway.com. They can connect through our page to our Facebook page. has all of the links up there. You can donate yeah. there. Once you learn about the story of Farmway and the animals that are being taken care of by the Heimball family, Nicole, and their son, Tex, who's nine years old now, which blows my mind. Tex is so cool. <laughs> He's the coolest kid. <laughs> You know, he, he has no idea how lucky he has it living on a farm out yeah. here and having all these animals around him. Oh, I think man. he knows. I think he's a, he's a special <laughs> kid. And he's going to be with you for that night, too, the farm raiser, right? Absolutely. He Good. goes everywhere with us.
Yeah. Well, again, thefarmway.com. Thank you for staying up late tonight, Forrest. And we're going to be sure that people know all about this. This will be podcasted so we can remind them. And we're going to get you back on the radio over the next few weeks so you can tell more people about this. Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. I'm going to stay up the rest of the night and listen to the rest of the show. (laughs) Thank you, Mike. Well, cool. (laughs) You've had too much coffee, I think. (laughs) Exactly. I'm ready to rock and roll now. (laughs) Thank you, Mike. Good night. Thank you, guys. Have a great night. Thanks a lot, Mike. And we will have links to the farmway and to... uh, to Joe's in Rosemont, we'll have links to all that yes. on our Facebook page and on our blog. So uh, just uh, stick around, and we'll let you know more. It's trust me, it's going to be a great show, and it's an amazing sanctuary for animals. If you love animals, you've got to check out thefarmway.com. We got a lot coming up tonight. We hope you'll stay with us on WGN. And before we go to uh, some commercials and uh, some other things. We never get to see you, Steve. Hey. Yeah. It's only been, what, 15 years? <laughs> Something <laughs> like that. that. Not quite. Good to see you. I think last time we talked to you, I believe you were debating were you or were you not going to be taking some sliders back home uh, <laughs> at about uh, 2 or 3 in the morning. You know, that interview lives on the Internet. Really? It's still, it really? I, yeah. Oh, a couple of weeks gosh. ago, I ran across it. I... Uh, my doctor and I have decided that I'm not going to be doing that too many oh. more times. Well, you know what? I, I, all that time ago, we could all eat sliders, but now yes. it's like, time but, passes. But I remember your marriage was in jeopardy if you continued to do That's that. That's true. Well, normally, <laughs> my wife would know because I would sneak out. But yes. you know, the uh, the sliders have onion in them, and in yes. the morning she'd go, "Why? Why do you have onion breath, honey?" <laughs> And we used to say on the morning show that if one had sliders, we all as a group. Yeah, Bob Collins came up with that. You know, if we keep talking about this, I'm going to make a quick stop, maybe on the way home. (laughs) No, don't, don't. Three three doubles, an onion ring fry. No, 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 don't do that. I used to, after a gig, uh, we'd get off about uh, three or four in the morning, and there was a... Uh, a White Castle on 79th and Essex. And I would stop by at the White Castle, grab a bag of about 10 sliders. Oh, man. And head over to the lakefront and watch the sunrise coming up, having sliders and listening to Wolfman Jack from <laughs> XERB in Del wow. Rio, Texas. 250,000 yep. watts? Yep. Wow. Yeah. And wow. Steve was 250,000 yeah. watts after that. <laughs> after eating the burgers. Yeah. After 10 of those. Yeah, what's your point? And he was a single man back then, too, for the good wolf reason. man in Greece. Yes. Oh, Greece baby. for the food. Oh, it's nice to see you, Steve. Good to see you As guys. I Have a good show. called you for many years, you were Steve Ruxton, our very own Teddy Ruxton. Teddy yes. Ruxton. <laughs> And I still have my Teddy Ruxton, too. It's probably worth some bucks. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. What, one of these Saturday nights, we have to do a show on collectibles. Because somebody pointed In out. In fact, uh, people yeah. have been asking us to do that. Because we, we to used do to do a number of collectible shows. we got to do that. From guitars to, to toys to you name it. We've, we've talked about it. And we're going to have to do that again on a Saturday night. we got a lot coming up tonight on the radio. So we hope that you guys will stick around. And you can get to us at 312-981-7200. Enjoy the slider, Steve. Sir or madam, could you read my book? It took me years to write. It's based on my experience in radio, in teaching. In government. 
It's my unplanned life. That sounds like a great title for a book. It does. The unplanned life of Roger Babish, the man that you used to hear doing news on Saturday nights right here on this radio station. The man that we talked to on a cold, snowy night. Oh, please, let's not go there. Not on the drive. Let's not go there. Roger, Roger, how are you, my friend? Hey, Raj. Hi, guys. Hi. One of my favorite Beatles songs, too. I love it. Isn't that how they're going to be introducing you at the the appearance you're going to be doing? (laughs) Well, I'm sure they will. It'll probably be blasting throughout the entire neighborhood. Oh, I just heard Yoko's going to come and sing that for you. She'll be introducing you. Yeah. yeah, just kidding. I walk into the room and they say, uh, "No, the kids' room is down the hall." Um, <laughs> hey, first things first, Roger Badish. How are you yeah. feeling? Because anyone who follows you and you have so many fans that follow you on Facebook, they know that you recently went through a, a major surgery. How are you doing? You sound great. Uh, that's uh, probably one of the only things that came around real fast. I know that you firsthand mm-hmm. uh, uh, know how I sounded almost immediately afterwards. Yes. And thank God you weren't recording that. I appreciate that. <laughs> Apparently, oh, you didn't tell him that we recorded it? That I had. No. Huh? Oh, Johnny didn't tell you we recorded have. that? No, no, I didn't. Oh. I didn't. <laughs> but yeah, I... Um, I've uh, I've started driving again. I did that about a week and a half ago. Oh, great! Uh, so did that a little earlier than the uh, doctor had said uh, had said to. Uh, I've been lifting our eighteen pound dog, and I was told don't lift anything heavier than twenty pounds. So I'm okay there. Okay. Um, and, and, and Roger, and let that's me. Only yeah. Let's take you back and tell people who don't know what you went through, because this was a major procedure, a major yes. surgery that you had. It was so something I should have done about maybe 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had several discs in my neck uh, that had been slipping and were uh, pushing into my spinal cord. And uh, I had lost uh, nearly all strength in, uh, along my left side. Mm-hmm. Um, my arm, uh, my leg, uh, my sides, and I didn't think anything about it. And I was lifting, you know, I we did the garden last year, yeah. so I'm lifting 50 pound bags of gravel and stuff. And I wasn't thinking much about it. And uh, uh, you know, when you start to get a little bit older, you start thinking maybe you shouldn't do stupid things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I finally went in, took some more x-rays, and said, yeah, you need to do it. So I had uh, disc replacement surgery and fusion on C3, 4, 5, and 6 wow. in the neck. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was in one day and, and get out of the hospital the next because we need the bed for other people. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, came home. And uh, I think the, the biggest problem right now, if it is a problem and it's really not much, is is the swallowing still. Hmm. Uh, the throat is still trying to get back into shape. Wow. Um, I still have some pain, but I'm off pain pills um, uh, because they and I don't really agree yeah. together. Yeah, you had some scary, and, uh, scary time with like that. I don't like the feeling. Yeah. Yeah. But I, uh, the, I'm doing good. I have an odd question for you. I yeah. think most people who have uh, listened to you or follow you on Facebook know that you're a fairly avid golfer. My question is, 
Does your doctor say that as you go through the recovery process that this would be a good thing to do or slow down a bit, or or what's his take on that? Well, I had a series of questions written down um, before surgery um, for my doctor. Uh, And as you have uh, so adeptly put it, uh, because you are the professional that you are. Um, that <laughs> that was the number one question. When can I golf again? Yeah. And I notice I didn't say when can I golf well again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Because while I love to golf, um, I spend more time in the sand mm-hmm. uh, and in the rough, as the uh, golf announcers say. Uh, than I do on the fairway and on the green. So I get my exercise. I get my money's worth when I go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he said um, uh, he said three months. So I am now into just starting the second month of recovery. Mm-hmm. And I think it'll be just perfect time for the weather to be nice and to get out there and and knock that golf ball around the course. Good, good. I'm just tickled, though. Your voice sounds wonderful. I mean, you sound so good and strong. And again, I am kind of comparing you to hours after your (laughs) surgery, which was (laughs) a little scary at first, and then I realized what had just happened to Roger, and I said, holy gosh, this is amazing. I was, when I realized when when you were ready to hand the phone to Steve, I mm-hmm. suddenly realized in the back of my head, I think I just scared the, the <laughs> Jesus out of you. <laughs> and, and just, not, not, not mentioning any names, but just rule of thumb for anyone undergoing surgery and uh, surgery that would require some serious medication, you might want to dial back the Facebook posts until the medication has worn <laughs> off. Just, yeah. just I'm, I'm not you know, going to mention well, any names. priceless. But just, yes, uh, yes. Yeah. Hey, Raj, sit tight. We're going to take a break and come back, and we want to tell people how they can come out and see the real Roger Baddish. He's going to be doing a book signing. This is really exciting because the book came out and the pandemic hit, and he was unable to do book signings and to get out there and, and, and talk to people who've been following him for years. So coming up, we'll have all the details here on WGN. It's Marty Robbins, the story of my life. And uh, the story of Roger Badish's life is now available. It actually has been available for a while, but sadly because of the pandemic, he wasn't able to uh, come on out and meet you kids and say, hi, this is me. I wrote it and yep. answer questions, but he's going to be doing that. Right, Roger? That is correct. Yeah, in fact, the uh, when they delivered my set of, of copies of the book, uh, it was outside, but we were all wearing masks. It was yeah. right at the, in the beginning of the pandemic. In mm-hmm. fact, the printer had closed down. Oh, before right. they were able to start mm-hmm. printing the book. Yeah. And they were down for, I want to say, about three weeks, and they finally got approval as an essential business hmm. to start printing again. Mm-hmm. And uh, so everything got canceled. I was supposed to uh, be up at uh, the Skokie Library, right. uh, where I you know, was used to host the Fourth of July parade. Um, and... Uh, uh, a lot of stuff had been planned, mm-hmm. including a release party, which a lot of people who write books have those. Yeah. Um, and uh, so it's probably my release party that'll be coming up on April 10th, coming up pretty soon. Mm-hmm. 
at the Eisenhower Public Library, and that is in Harwood Heights, which is uh, just just west of the city, mm-hmm. between Chicago and O'Hare Airport. A uh, beautiful facility, and they are celebrating their 50th anniversary this year. So they have a, a whole lineup of really cool events and authors, and I just am, am pleased as punch to be uh, amongst that group of people. You know what? Uh, starting at 7 o'clock. And it, uh, I'm going to give you a little tip here because we've done a number of the library uh, book signings and, and, and mm-hmm. speaking events. And this only goes till 8 o'clock. You are going to feel like you need three hours once you get yep. up there because the people are so wonderful that come out and they've got great questions to ask and they want their book signed. And that's going to be the quickest hour of your life, Roger, really. Oh, I know. I've been. So working with my publisher and with the librarian um, and, and trying to figure this all out, um, I, I've, you're right. I have too much stuff <laughs> because they said, well, the, the first question they, they, they asked me to cover was, you know, what made you write the book? Yeah. You know, not a lot of people write a book about their life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether they're on the radio or TV or, the, the, you know, they've made 10 billion gazillion dollars, whatever. And so I'm going to cover that first. And then I've got a ton of pictures. Um, most of them were not in the book because we didn't have enough space for them. Hmm. And I just don't know what story to read so I'm going to open it up to the floor and say, you know, what do you want to hear about? Yeah, do well, that. And, and I, we'll I would bet there. I would bet the ranch if if your appearances are anything like ours have been, you will get a ton of questions about this radio station mm-hmm. and oh, your, yeah. your involvement with it and some of the people at this radio and station. And years as a news anchor here, but of course as an educator, as a teacher for 20 years, you've got some great stories there and in politics. I wouldn't even know where to begin. I don't envy you because <laughs> you've got so much ground to cover in that hour from 7 to 8 o'clock. Now, we're going to tell people that there's only so much room at the library, so you need to yeah. request your space by going to the library site and basically saying, hold me a space. Right, Raj? Exactly. So you you have to reserve your spot. It's free. Mm-hmm. There's no problem. Um, when you go to the Eisenhower Public Library, click on the little menu picture with those like three or four lines next to it. And the, menu. the I'm interrupting you to to say the address yeah. for the library is EisenhowerLibrary.org. So EisenhowerLibrary.org. When you get there, they will have a list of some of their upcoming events. Click on that, and you will have to click through several pages, and then you will get to the specifics of Roger's appearance. Right. And we exactly. will also be posting that on our Facebook pages and on our blog, oh, too. Oh, great. Thanks, yeah. guys. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, if uh, anyone will be appearing, uh, be uh, joining me there, uh, has already purchased the book, mm-hmm. um, uh, please bring it. I'd be more than happy to uh, autograph it for you. Um, we will have books for sale. Good. Um, and I will be able to sign them. Um, I will be taking tons of questions. I think the library is open till 9. Oh, good. Uh, even though 
my appearance is only from 7 to 8. So maybe they'll let us stay over a little bit. Well, I'm laughing because Steve and I are, are bonding on the fact that we were at one library and they started flicking the lights like we're in yeah. a bar. You know, we're, we're yeah. shutting down it's, the place. We've okay, been here. people, everybody get out. We've been here since it. 9 o'clock this yeah. morning. It's 9 at night. We need to go home. <laughs> so you know what we did? We took it out to the parking lot, Raj. We went out to the parking lot oh, and started my, talking literally, to people. We did. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, you're going to have so much fun. You really are. This will be great. And we are trying to look at some other sites. Good. Um, someone has, uh, one of my Facebook friends has recommended Antioch oh, Public good. Library, yeah. which has been closed for several weeks as they've remodeled inside. Cool. And so they are looking to do a lot of programs over the summer. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, one of the Chicago library branches uh, near the neighborhood where I used to teach mm-hmm. uh, has reached out. Good, uh, good. Somebody that, that I knew vaguely from the school has gone on to become the branch manager there. Well, the, and, the uh, neat thing uh, is, so we'll see. You're so active on Facebook that people can follow you on Facebook, and we do have all the links on our page. And we're just tickled that you could join us tonight, so we could tell people to put it on their calendar for Monday, April 10th, the Eisenhower Public Library in Harwood Heights, seven to eight o'clock in the evening. Raj, you sound wonderful. It's great to talk to you. And give your much better half a uh, virtual hug from us. <laughs> okay. A wonderful virtual hug. You guys have been fantastic. Thank you. Love hearing you back on the air, as I'm sure you've heard 10 billion times from all of your friends and fans. And it's just wonderful. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. All right. More coming up. Stay with us at WGN. You know what? What? There's no such thing as as a a dumb dumb computer computer question. question. And I got tons of them tonight. (laughs) (laughs) And if you have a computer question, you can join us too at 312-981-7200. You can text us if you'd like to sneak in with your question. And we've got some time to spend tonight. I feel like we can finally just kind of catch our breath. And by the way, I, I should mention before we uh, we bring Patrick on with us officially that th- in response to a lot of people asking, yes, Patrick uh, will be joining us on a very regular basis, yes. not every week, but uh, yeah. lots of times. And there's a lot in the news that we need to talk about. And that's why he was kind enough to say he would join us again. He would be times. Patrick Crispin. Yes, he is Dr. Patrick Crispin, Director of Educational Technology, Keck School of Medicine of USC. And Patrick, how are you tonight? Woohoo! How are you guys doing? <laughs> I was yeah. afraid you've been kidnapped there for a second. <laughs> yeah, we, we were afraid it was a Patrick clone, but but yes. the woohoo means everything. Yes. In fact, uh, for d- d- nobody share this with him, but our safe word for Patrick is woohoo. woo-hoo. Okay. Yes. If That's we, right. <laughs> if if any AI message comes to us and it sounds like patrick and it doesn't woohoo we're gonna know uh-uh, yeah, that's this, it this is not legit yeah, you know it's not yes. me all right <laughs> before we get to talking about tiktok because we have to talk about that because of course that was the big computer news or as some of the uh, folks said as they were debating the validity of tiktok that's tic-tac no you put that in your mouth <laughs> tiktok is used by like 80 million people every day in this country but first things first can we talk a little bit about AI and what you've been doing, playing with AI and imaging now. We've gone (laughs) from text to voice and now imaging. 
Well, remember, we started with imaging when I was at uh, your place. So we were using yeah. Dolly back in uh, oh, back in, in the second floor. That's right. And so How many years ago was that? Played around with it. Yeah, that was, was that, that like... was last summer. Okay. It seems forever ago in the AI world. Yeah. But you, you, we were basically just downstairs playing around with Dolly, which is part of OpenAI, which is a company behind uh, now ChatGPT. And it's a place where you go in and you can sign up for free right now. And you enter in text prompts, and for example, it could be like Tribune Tower at sunset surrounded by pudding, and it will do that if you wanted to. Um, and so that's been around for a while. Dolly, unfortunately, really is sort of, in my opinion, in third place in the image creation world right now. There really are two competing platforms that are being used by a lot of people. One of them is called Stable Diffusion. The other one is called Mid Journey. I've actually been playing around with Mid Journey um, because I just didn't feel like going and, and going through all the hoops that you need to do for Stable Diffusion. I'm also concerned that Stable Diffusion doesn't necessarily have the guardrails necessary to keep really bad things from being generated. And mm-hmm. I really like the fact that Midjourney is going to prevent really, really, really inappropriate things from being created. But what you do is if you have to use something called Discord, D-I-S-C-O-R-D, install on your computer, and then you then go into uh, Midjourney, get an account, and you then add the Midjourney bot. And there is a cost to it unless you want to you know, wait in line with everybody else for you know a couple bucks. Um, you can then type in a text box and have it make images of whatever you want it to make. And one of the things we started doing was I actually took a picture of Steve sitting behind the microphone at WGN Radio <laughs> and using Midjourney turned this into a Pixar character that <laughs> doesn't look anything like him but <laughs> it, it looked like a younger version of the old guy in the movie up yeah it really did that's what exactly <laughs> but again i'm still learning how to do this uh-huh. uh joseph uh, nice thing about it is because this is running on discord and discord runs on any device um we've been a restaurant and joseph says hey can you have ai to make this so i'm going through scrolling through and it's like Let's see, I've got Sonic the Hedgehog that I had to draw. (laughs) Tails the Fox I had. Uh Knuckles the Echidna. So as you can tell, my son loves Sonic the Hedgehog. (laughs) Uh, Mario and Luigi, uh, Statue of Liberty, Mickey Mouse. um, And then the one he had me do today was uh, 787, United Airlines 787, new livery. And I made it. And the thing about... Artificial intelligence, we talked about this if you've been listening. Uh, it's really just making guesses. It's trying to yeah. guess what it, what you're trying to do. There's no you know smart agent inside of this thing. It's not going to be judging you. It's just a computer program. And it drew a United 787 <laughs> that is weird. Well, let's just say one of the weirdest things I've ever <laughs> seen. Yep. Um, it spelled the word United, U-N-I. T E T D. It has exactly 
one engine. The one <laughs> mm-hmm. engine is at the end of, well, actually in the middle of the left wing, and there is no rest of the, of the left right, wing. Right, right. It's a little frightening. It, I looked at it and I thought, I know nothing about planes, but this is wrong. And this is what AI just, did. This is this so is weird. AI, now, part of it is you can't blame the tool. You have to blame the operator. And I'm still learning how to do it. Please. This is one of the, it, it's, some of the things it created were actually really impressive. I'm, I'm, you know, I sent you, uh, it, it tried to do a Tribune Tower. And, Beautiful. Uh, I loved some it, of the images of the tri- looked, Yeah, It looked pretty. I had it try to do uh, the Rose Bowl because I live in Pasadena, California. And I can tell you, looking at it, that's not the Rose Bowl. <laughs> but I get the idea. Yeah. And it's because it, the Rose Bowl, thought it, 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 it sort of looks like the horseshoe at uh, Ohio State University before they closed in the end zone. Uh, wow. <laughs> but it. It's a computer just trying to guess, and it it's pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the thing is, I think we're going to start seeing a lot more AI-generated images. In fact, there's an image that's going around today. You might see it today or tomorrow. It's a picture of the Pope wearing a really, really big, puffy, white down jacket. Mm-hmm. It is a complete AI image. You can look <laughs> at his hand and realize it's a fake image. Uh-huh. There are there are photos that have been posted online that a, a, a colleague I know created um, using AI that looked very similar to what it would look like if Donald Trump had been arrested and gone through the booking process. Really? Um, and they looked good until you actually kind of take a closer look. The thing to remember about AI image generation right now is it doesn't understand text images. What I mean by that is we see the word like on the on the airplane, United. We see, Mm -hmm. we understand those are the words, United. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't get that that's the word United. It doesn't know how to read yet. So it kind of puts symbols in things. But if you zoom in on any sort of AI image, sort of look in the background and look for text, you're going to see just completely made up words wow. and symbols because, again, the computer's not smart enough to know, oh, those are words. It just thinks it's a pattern, and it's drawing it in the background. The other thing you can do, and, and it's starting to get better, uh, but the joke was um, you look at an AI and an AI-generated image, uh, look at the hands, because mm-hmm. AI just could not do hands. The hands were nightmarish. Oh, the fingers bad. are missing. I mean, <laughs> the fingers are missing, or it has too many fingers, or yes, or yes. the it's just really weird. So the it's, rest a, of the stuff, I, it's kind of like a, a Mickey Mouse with four, fi- four, four, four fingers, fingers or something yes, like yes. that. Uh, Patrick, we have to take a quick break. We'll come back a lot to cover with Patrick Crispin, so stay with us at WGN. We're talking computer stuff. Patrick Crispin is nice enough to hang out with us for a while, and we're, uh, we've are we been talking about uh, artificial intelligence and yeah. artificial intelligence images. And I should mention that uh, it'll, it may take a day or so, but we'll have a lot of the images that Patrick is talking about. They'll mm-hmm. be up on our blog. We'll, we're going to be doing a, a blog post that we'll have a link to the podcast of this entire show, but then we'll have some of the images. Right. 
with that, too. And, and Patrick, I, I apologize in advance for the images because well, it's <laughs> interesting. Really strange. They are strange. I mean, the airplane is is just freaky, freaky Friday. But <laughs> as you're talking, I'm thinking, well, this this is just plain lame. But you work for the med school at USC. Yep. Isn't AI and hasn't AI imaging been used in medicine for a couple of years now and very effectively, as I recall? Well, again, this is not, we're not talking about AI image creation. Medicine has been running lots of experiments, and I'm not speaking on behalf of USC, I'm just right. speaking on general, uh, in that there have been a lot of, of studies that have been done on dermatology, where there's been studies to say, okay, let's go have an AI train on images of skin lesions and see whether or not these skin lesions are cancerous, and we'll have actual doctors ah. vote if it's it's cancerous or not and check to see if it's accurate. It's pretty accurate. Radiology yeah. is another one where you've got it, where you've got somebody who's sitting in a dark room who's looking at X-rays or your or radiographs, mm-hmm. and you can have a computer program trained to look at this as sort of a backup. It's not replacing the doctors. Mm-hmm. It's really just there as an extra tool to say, hey, take a look at this, and uh-huh. or hey, I agree with you. It isn't the key here, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but my pea-sized brain says the difference is you're not using artificial intelligence to create an image. You are no. using artificial no. intelligence and in saying, look at this. Yeah. Tell us what you are seeing. Right. Yeah, you're yeah. using artificial intelligence as sort of a, as, as an analysis tool. Um, but again, it's, uh, and we said it before, none of us are going to be replaced by AI. What's going to happen is it's going to be a person who's using AI is going to replace the person who doesn't use AI. Well, I'm not absolutely convinced when it comes to things like radio and advertising. I think in our lifetime, we're going to see a very, very strong AI presence, sadly, Um, because it's just cheaper. I mean, you can run radio stations with AI and... um, Don't get me started. I know. (laughs) Don't get me started. (laughs) All right. This past week, there was a lot of attention on TikTok. And probably yep. there were people who knew that their kids were dancing for TikTok videos and didn't think twice about it until these hearings started in the past week. And did I hear a figure correctly that something like 80 million people use TikTok daily? Uh, it's actually, in the United States, there are 100, 160 million users, about 80 million use it daily. They have about 1.6 billion monthly active users around wow. the world that's more than twitter snapchat linkedin combined wow um this is this is big if you aren't aware of tiktok and i think we all know about facebook mm-hmm. and we've heard about what happened with cambridge analytica we all know about sadly twitter because it's been in the news uh but you might not know about uh, about what's going on with with tiktok uh, and um this one's big. This is a big platform. And there really are three problems that I see with this. One is that the company who owns TikTok, a company called ByteDance, is a Chinese company. And China's not necessarily our best friend right now. And China doesn't have the best reputation for 
let's just say privacy or even intellectual property or any of those things. So that actually leads to the second concern. And it, it, I think this is my concern, which is there is a potential for abuse by China with TikTok. And isn't that really the, the isn't that really yeah. the, the key here? We're not talking about just a a different social media platform. We're talking about a adversarial government's ability to access all yep. of the information that they are gleaning from Patrick Crispin using TikTok. Okay, now here's Patrick's. Uh, we have a link to his phone. We have his address. We have blah, 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 blah. Isn't that really the crux of this? I think that's part of it. I don't think that's the big problem because realistically, the stuff that TikTok gathers about you is not any different or not significantly different than what Facebook knows about mm-hmm. you or what Twitter knows about you. What is different about it, about, about TikTok is that because it is owned by China, or at least a Chinese company in China, there is no private property in China. Right. Um, and, and, the, and the government can come in and say, do this or do that. Um, you have something that is now being viewed by 160 million Americans. Stop for just a minute and think about this from the Chinese perspective. Heck, even think about this from any sort of com- country's perspective. I have the way a way right now to get in the eyeballs and the brains of 160 million people. Am I going to put my thumb on the scale and nudge these people one way or another? Mm. Hell yes. Of course I'm going to. The United States does that when we do advertising and on social media in other countries. What's concerning about this is that if you go look at what ByteDance, the company that runs TikTok, is doing, they actually have two social media platforms. In China, there's uh, one called, and I'm going to mispronounce this, I think it's pronounced Douyin. D-O-U-Y-A-N. It's the Chinese version of TikTok. Mm -hmm. And it just shows nothing but positive things about China. Uh There's no negative things in there. They don't allow that here. Mm -hmm. Here in TikTok, there are some negative things. And when we come back after the break, I promise that I'll tell you some of the negative things. Some of the things to be concerned about. It's, it's, It's absolutely troubling to me. And that's the reason why I don't have a TikTok account. I don't let my son have it. And we got to be aware about this. That's a great cliffhanger. So we'll come right back with Patrick here on WGN. That's Andrew's favorite. <laughs> I love it, too. <laughs> and it's an oldie. Right? It is, yeah. It's been around for a yeah. oh. Define favorite. <laughs> Define favorite. <laughs> Okay. Never mind. Uh, we are talking computer stuff, uh, and we left a, a cliffhanger yes. with Patrick Crispin. <laughs> yes. And the cliffhanger was, Patrick? Why should we be concerned? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Yeah, no, you no, teased us with no. this scary ta- stuff. Tell us. I'm good at this. So we were talking before the break that basically TikTok, three problems. One, it's owned by China, which leads to the second problem. There's a potential for abuse. And there could be spying or, as Steve mentioned, and we've seen it. Actually, ByteDance actually confirmed that it used TikTok to monitor Forbes journalists' physical locations. Um, The concern I have is really has to do with not only propaganda, 
but with addictiveness. Um, if, what we end up having, having is this is a platform that really is tracking you. When you get onto this platform, it is completely and totally addictive. Average session for most people lasts 11 minutes. There are some people who just can't put it down. And each of the videos that they're watching are only about 25 seconds. So that means there's about 26 episodes that they're watching while they're sitting in. And when they're doing it, what's happening is TikTok's recording everything. And it's not looking at your picture. It's not looking at your, at your camera or whatever. But it's recording whether you're, what the video was, whether you scrolled past it, whether you paused it, whether you played it, whether you liked it or not. Um, if you commented on it, if you shared it, if you followed the creator, where you are, um, how long you watched before you moved on and swiped up. Uh, that's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of signals. And what it does with that, I'll tell you the positive and the negative. The positive is it creates personalized stream, this my stream for you, my, my, this sort of my view of, of, of TikTok, um, shows you really targeted videos specifically for you. And it's really, really good at this to the point where it's addictive as anything. What ends up happening is, as you're watching TikTok and you're watching the videos, it really does activate the reward centers in your brain. There were actually brain scans done of some Chinese college students who were looking at the positive version of TikTok, the Chinese version that's completely censored and doesn't show you any negative things about China. Um, and basically what they showed in the brain scans is that the areas of the brain that were being activated by TikTok were the same areas that are associated with addiction. Hmm. Um, and okay, let, let me, go, let go me for a second, uh, explain to me what is the difference between this and other than on Facebook, you say, I want to see some posts from Patrick. I want to see some posts from Johnny. What is the difference between what TikTok is doing and Facebook? Because if I wasn't selecting, I want to see some stuff from Patrick and I want to see some things from Johnny. Facebook has the ability to do the same thing with what's in their feed, don't they? It does indeed. And I think what happens in what what happens in TikTok is that you really get one feed. It's just you're going to see what TikTok is going to show you. And they're really, really good at tuning it to what is going to get you to use the service more, hmm. more so than Facebook. I, I think we've all scrolled through Facebook and go, yeah, I don't care, don't care, don't care, don't yeah. care. Uh, why are you showing me this ad? This is ridiculous. Don't care, don't care. Oh, that's kind of cool. Um, you don't have that experience with TikTok because TikTok, as you interact with it more and more, your your feed, the, the, the videos that you're viewing really are truly tailored just for you to get you to look and stick on that site where the scary part is. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to tell you about a study that I read about that. I'm going to tell you a negative part of the study, which is 
I'm not sure this is a very good study. They only had eight participants in this. Mm. Um, and so take this with a huge grain of salt. But there's an organization called the Center for Countering Digital Hate. And they ended up setting up new TikTok accounts in the United States, the United Kingdom, Canada, and I think Australia as well. So English speaking. Um, and they said they all the kids, all the people that they said were going to say they're going to be 13 years old. They weren't, but we'll say they're 13 year olds, which mm-hmm. is, I think is minimum age that you could set up as a TikTok account. And what ended up happening is half of those things ended up pausing briefly when they were looking at images or videos about body image and mental health and like them, and like the videos. Mm-hmm. And within two and a half minutes, TikTok had customized the feeds for the people who had actually looked at the, at the videos for body image and mental health. And they were showing them suicide content oh. with eight, eight minutes. Really? It was showing content related to eating disorders. Every 39 seconds, TikTok is recommending videos about body image and mental health to teens. So what, what ends up happening is we've got this pipeline into our children and into our family members that, unfortunately, they're addicted to and could be leading to some negative things where people are just going to be shown things that you think you kind of want or you're kind of interested in. But, yeah, and one of the most scary statistics I saw, and this was from a Consumer Trends survey recently, um, and, and they kind of asked different generations, okay, if you had a choice between using TikTok or giving up TikTok and sticking with all the TV and streaming media that's available out there. So those are two choices. You can have TikTok or you can have all the streaming media. So that's Disney Plus and Netflix and Hulu and everything. 66% of the Gen Z students, or Gen Z kids, said that they would give up television. Oh, to stick with TikTok. Um, Mm. And, and just used and use nothing but mm. TikTok. Millennials, it's fifty three forty seven. Gen X, which is me, uh, we're still on the TV side of the shop. Although I don't watch TV that much, but sixty nine thirty was thirty one percent TikTok, sixty nine percent TV. And for the boomers, most of the boomers are still relying on TV. What that means is that we have basically millennials and Gen Z. They've kind of already, if you kind of extrapolate this even further, they've kind of given up on traditional media, and they're now getting their media from social social media. In particular, they're getting their news and information and everything from TikTok or from Facebook or Insta. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to be concerned about who is influencing the feeds that that are showing up on everybody's screens right now mm-hmm. because it's relatively easy. And I mentioned this in, before we went to the break, that if you are the United States of America and you've created this thing called, we'll, we'll call it American TikTok, and it's all over China, wouldn't you just go in and occasionally say, hey, we probably should show the people in China about Tiananmen Square? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or we probably should show something about what's going on with the Uyghurs. Just 
just kind of you know push this thing this way. You, I cannot believe that China's not doing the same thing here with TikTok in America. Uh-huh. And it's not in, as insidious as you're going to be in your feed somewhere and you've got a dancing video and the next thing is going to be somebody in a Chinese military outfit telling you, mm-hmm. you know, that, that China's great and, and that Taiwan is part of China. What will happen is it'll be a 30-second video made by somebody that you trust in America who needs to get the attention from TikTok to get their their livelihood, mm-hmm. who's then going to realize, wait a minute, China rewards me if I start saying bad things about Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Why don't I start doing that? And and you end up getting some really negative things that are going to start showing up in the feed. So the feed is not, right now, completely neutral. It's based not only on what you like, but we have to assume that China is putting their thumb on the scale, which is one of the reasons why Congress ended up having their their little hearing this week. Mm-hmm. I will tell you, I watched it, and those guys were clowns. Yeah. <laughs> and it was an embarrassment. I'm going to hit the but, pause go button on those guys are clowns. Uh, we'll take a break, but I want to come back and very specifically zero in on that phrase you just used, those guys are clowns. So stay with us. More coming up at WGN. We're talking with Patrick Crispin about, uh, well, at the moment, about TikTok. And I want to go back to the phrase that was used before we took a break, uh, referring to the hearings about uh, TikTok in Congress. These guys are clowns. Patrick, that, that leads me to a two-part question. One Given what we have seen and uh, what uh, the three of us are pretty sure is the level of computer savvy that exists in Congress, number one, do we do you have any clue about what ultimately Congress might decide to do about TikTok as far as restrictions or anything else? But two, What on earth do we do to make the people who are in a position to make laws regarding social media, what do we do to make them more savvy? Because, and I said, this is not a Democratic, Republican, whatever. They don't have a clue. (laughs) It is, it is embarrassing. Um, to answer your first question, what is Congress going to do? Um, very realistically, this is one of the few topics where I think we have seen bipartisan support. Mm-hmm. Democrats and Republicans have come together. They're going to try to ban TikTok mm-hmm. in the United States of America. It's just going to happen. Um, I'm not sure they legally can do that. I know some smart people that I that I follow are kind of saying that China is going to realize, okay, we fine, the gig is up. Um, we'll sell TikTok. We'll spin it off. Have it be a private, independent entity owned in the United States of America. We have have no hooks into it, whatever, uh, because China gets to then walk away with three hundred billion dollars, which is you know a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so there might be just a there might be an American version of TikTok. Um, 
That's and then I think there's the best case scenario where the Congress threatens to ban it, but before the ban actually takes into place, the the, the company is spun off. Interesting. The, the scary thing is, I think the it, it may be more likely that TikTok ends up sort of fighting this in court mm-hmm. and using its 160 million users to turn on the government and mm-hmm. to turn on the lawmakers and to have the people who are the influencers right now who make their living by being viewed on TikTok to say, you're hurting me by doing this. You're taking mm-hmm. away my livelihood. And you're seeing a lot of people who are then going to co- complain to the kids saying, you're, you're, I'm, I'm about to lose my livelihood. Yep. Please help me. Yeah. And so, and I don't see a lot of people talking about, you know, about that, but this kind of goes back to the other thing is where it's like, China has a lot of control here and China could kind of put their thumb on the scale and say, okay, you want to see, you want to see what happens? Watch what we do when we actually kick the hornet's nest here. You know, it's um, interesting though. And that could be an issue. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I can recall seeing a young man interviewed. He was 17. He is 17 years old. He was interviewed outside the hearings and he was practically in tears. He mm-hmm. says, look, and he's making a very good living at 17 years old. Exactly. I mean, and he is absolutely distraught at the possibility that this is going to be cut off. So I, I think you're absolutely right that if you just look at the influencers, the people that are making money yep. on the platform, the potential for them to be upset is very disturbing. So, so doesn't that as many things... That, that wind up in Congress come down to it's all about the money rather than what is the correct thing to do. Yeah. And Patrick, did right. you did you see that um, Ms. Ocasio-Cortez came out and said today she is now a TikTok user, had never, never, ever used TikTok in her life. Mm-hmm. And today she made her first video. And the point of her first video was, we can't ban TikTok. Why? Because a lot of people use it. Why can't we ban it even though a lot of people use it? Because everybody else is gathering the same information TikTok is. I mean, it's as basic as that. That's what her video is. It's nothing, you know, nothing like what we've talked about in the last half hour. No way. It's just very basic. I'm not sure I disagree with her. I see the point that she's trying to make, and it's a it's an it's a valid point sort of but, but uh, it, it isn't yeah. it, it, and, and tell me if i'm wrong about this and, and we're gonna have to take a break in a couple minutes but isn't the the key difference again yeah everybody else may be gathering this information everybody They're else not china exactly every, but everybody else is not owned by a government who then can decide to do as they will yeah. with, with the information right. they're gathering. Yep. Or maybe... The question you asked was, how do we make the lawmakers less clueless? And I think we've got to... We've got to 
take this country's attack on expertise and roll it back. The idea that experts are some people that are going to be outsiders that we need to shun and, and that just trust our gut and, and do, those, do those things, we really need experts. And when we get sick, we go to experts. When yep. we get on an airplane, mm-hmm. we hope that the person in the front seat is an expert. Yep. We really need to start relying on experts when there are going to be situations like this and not the talking heads, including you, me, the, you know, the three yeah. of us. We're, we're not the experts here, um, but there are experts out there, and I'd much rather listen to them and let <laughs> them hear. Instead of somebody asking, you know, can TikTok access my Wi-Fi? And it's like, that's how the Internet works. <laughs> and the strongest piece of advice that, that I could give to anyone listening to us right now is thank you for listening but listen to and watch a lot of different sources make up your own mind yes we try to give you some information we think is important for you to have but look for column b column c column d and and make sure you are comfortable not just being led by someone and don't turn a deaf ear to something like tiktok because it's something you don't use yeah because it's something that doesn't affect you because it can affect you ultimately i mean if you're looking at the as patrick said the number of people that are using this that have the potential to get very very upset they could get ticked if their tiktok is shut down i mean that is 60 million u.s users that is really, yeah. really scary stuff. Patrick, we got a couple of people who had questions that are unrelated to this. Could you give us five minutes on the other side of the news just to answer those dear people who've said, oh, yay, Patrick's on tonight. Will you ask him this question for me? Of course, I have no answers. I mean, I actually okay. don't know what I'm talking about. I think you do. Okay. But stick around, and we, and we will get to those questions. You guys texted us at 312-981-7200. That was uh, Bob Young and our uh, original uh, website Wednesday theme. Uh, that's uh, when we, back in the days, and we were talking with a very young Patrick Crispin, who was <laughs> a, right. a student in uh, Tuscaloosa, Alabama. By the way... Um, uh, Patrick is now happily married man living on the left coast, which leads me to a bit of an announcement about next week's show. Oh, yes. Next week, uh, assuming there is any best of us, uh, <laughs> that's what you're going to hear next week, because next week, this time, we are going to be out on the left coast with Patrick and Christine, and more importantly, Joseph, for Joseph's Seventh, seventh birthday, birthday. Woo-hoo. <sighs> a week from today it been quick <laughs> yeah oh my gosh that's one of the things i love about facebook is the memories because this oh, yeah. week it's so much fun because five years ago we were there for his birthday and those memories are popping up and there's you know <laughs> little two-year-old joseph running around on his second birthday and then we go back and then earlier this week some memories had popped up from basically he was a baby yeah and you guys were just bringing yeah. him home from just, the hospital just a mini kid yeah so this is really exciting so and, yeah and, and we still have the audio of the first phone call that we got from patrick and christine <laughs> yes, yes yes when they With were joseph. on their way to uh pick up joseph yeah, yeah.
Oh, well, I said I would, um, if you would hang around for a few minutes, we'd get to a couple of uh, basic questions. And I told our listeners I would ask you these questions. This one comes from a 312 area code. And he says, Patrick, in this day of technology, is there such a thing as just typing a letter? I don't want to pay for Microsoft Office. I don't want to remember a password for Google Docs. I just want to write a letter. Can I do that? <laughs> Yeah, kind of. Uh, Windows has a tool called Notepad, and you can use Notepad to write your letters. It's not going to look very pretty, but again, if you're looking for just typewriter font, um, yeah, sure, perfectly. Uh, Windows Notepad, it's been in every version of Windows since Windows 95. Just search for Notepad. Uh, if you're on a Mac, use Text Edit. I will tell you, though, if you can remember a Google password, uh, Google Docs is the way to go. It's absolutely free of charge, and it is a really, really good word processor uh, to the point where I know a lot of people, including myself, who use it um, just to, to write documents or share mm-hmm. them and collaborate with other people. But if you're just writing something, uh, Windows Notepad is a good way to start. Okay, well, speaking of passwords, another listener, this from a, a 608 area codes. No, 608? That's interesting. Uh, how can I organize my passwords? I'm actually concerned about memory lapses, parentheses, mm-hmm. really. Where can I put my passwords for my use and, if necessary, for my family to access? And that's mm. a good question because there's one question. thing about putting your Fantastic passwords yeah, someplace where you can find them. But what about if something yep. were to happen and suddenly... Yeah. You're incapacitated. And, and of course, in the past, we've talked about uh, places like LastPass uh, to save your passwords, but you no longer recommend LastPass. No, 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 no. (laughs) They had some serious breaches recently. I'm actually a LastPass user still, and I'm looking for the exits. I just haven't pulled the trigger. Trigger. Uh, The thing I'm looking at right now, there's a tool out there. First of all, to answer the the texter, you're going to need what's called a password manager. And what it is, it's a it's an add-on for your web browser. It works in all your web browsers. It also works in your mobile phone as well. And what happens is you sign up for this password manager. I recommend 1Password, the number 1, and the word password. It's two ninety nine a month, so I think that's like thirty five eighty eight a year. Um, there's a, a cheaper one called Bitwarden. B-I-T-W-A-R-D-E-N. It's only $10 a year. Um, I think 1Password is just a better password manager. Um, But what you do is you basically add this to your web browser, and the next time you log into a website, it then says, oh, do you want me to save this username and password for you? It's going to encrypt it on your computer and then upload it to the password manager, completely encrypted. They don't know what your what your username or password is. Um, and anytime you go back to that website, it then pulls it down from the password site and unencrypts it on your computer. Only you can see it, and then automatically fills out the password for you. Okay, let me still. Oh, let, go ahead. let me jump in here for a second. What happens, so you're saving it on your browser, on your computer, blah, 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 blah. You get a new computer. It's not a problem at all. What you do Mm. is you log in with a master password. So what what happens is you're going to create a a master password for your password manager, which you can then access on another device. Or if you're smart, you set up a master password 
and then set up a two-factor authentication, which is I use Google Authenticator. So I have that code running on my phone. So if I ever need to set up LastPass or 1Password or Bitwarden on a new computer, I log in to Bitwarden or or 1Password with my master username and password. It then gives me, say, okay, give me your two-factor authentication. It could be a text code or it could be something that's running on a Google Authenticator entered in. And then I can use it there. The other thing that all these these services do, including LastPass, but also One Password and Bitwarden, is you can actually have sort of a next of kin or a you know in case of emergency, mm-hmm. give this person access. And the way the LastPass does it is, and I set Christine up for this, is that if if Christine tries to get into my password vault. It's not going to let her into my password vault. She knows all my passwords anyhow. Uh, But it's then going to contact me and say, hey, Christine's trying to get into your password vault. Do you give her permission to get in your vault? Mm -hmm. And there's like a 24-hour period where if I say, no, don't let her in, she doesn't get in. If it does, if, if not, then she gets in because I've set her up as my survivor. I've said she has access to my site. There's going to be a little pause or a little delay, but then that mm-hmm. person can get in and access your passwords. I don't recommend writing them down. I also recommend one of the benefits of a good password manager is you don't know your passwords. What I mean by that is when I'm going in and setting up a new site or logging in, it will generate a random password for me that I don't remember. I don't need to know my password. Oh, interesting. I know the, the account name, so... If you were to ask me to log into Netflix right now, mm-hmm. I have no clue what my Netflix password hmm. is. It's, I've stored it into, into my password manager. Now mm-hmm. I can view it if I need to, but if I ever need to log in, I use the password manager to log in, and I, I'm out of loop. So it's, a, it's even an extra level of security that way. I'm going to have to get better at this because I cannot... <laughs> believe that I actually have caught myself doing at least a half a dozen times in the past few years. I call Patrick and ask him what my password is. I say, Patrick, I'm trying to get into Google. What's my password? And then you walk me through some things and invariably I'll come up with it. Oh, thanks. But, you know, that's... I actually have a a note that I saved in my password vault with your passwords that you've given me (laughs) so that when you call me back, I go into my last pass and I open up my password vault and it's like, there, there they are. Well, thank you for answering those questions, and I really appreciate your staying with us tonight. Some people are still kind of freaked out, like me, all about our TikTok conversation. And one woman said, I'm really confused because my cat's name is TikTok, and this is kind of <laughs> freaking me out. <laughs> Never trust your cats. Yes. But we'll right. see you in your a couple of days. We're, we're going to be there. We're going to be arriving, Lord Yay. willing, in a couple of days. So... Yes, there will be a quote-unquote best of next Saturday yes. night here on the radio after, I guess it's going to be hockey until about 12.30. I think it's hockey next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you again, Patrick, for your time, and we'll see you soon, literally. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye-bye now. More coming up. Stay with us at WGN. Always good to get some vintage Little Richard in your radio speakers. And uh, just for some reason, I have no idea why that hit me today. Well, that, you know, we're on Saturday night. Why not use Rip It Up Saturday You actually night? woke up singing yeah. that song. I thought, no, that's interesting. So that's why you were muttering in your sleep. Yeah. <laughs> you were singing just... Little Richard. Yeah.
it's a, not a bad thing at all. Oh, speaking of vintage rock, I have to. I'm tying this all together. Okay. Speaking of vintage rock mm-hmm. and cyberspace, yeah. I had a very cool moment that you know about this past week. Dwayne Eddy's sax player, Ron Dubia. He was ready to quit Facebook mm. because his page had been hacked. And he said, well, I think you're going to have to follow me on Instagram or someplace else and because uh, uh, my Facebook account has been hacked. And people were all upset saying, oh, well, you know, we won't see why you're going to leave. And he said, yeah, I'm going to have to leave. And I said, or you could change your password. <laughs> And he read that, and I guess he'd never thought about it, and he he responded to me with an LOL, yeah, yeah. hadn't thought about that, just did, so I'm sticking around. Yeah, so. for the time being, I'm sticking around, yes. Well, speaking of music, there was a story that broke uh, earlier this week, and it's so maddening. Oh. If you listen to this show, you know this wonderful Chicago band called The Empty Pockets. Yes. We've had Erica and Josh, husband and wife, uh, in with us many times. In fact, they're going to be back with us on April 15th to talk about an amazing fundraiser they've got coming up. But they've and had, they'll be in the studio with us. In the studio. Too. They've had great success with their latest album. They've been traveling around the world with Al Stewart. They recently did a great show at the City Winery. They are booked. I mean, literally slammed. And what happened to them earlier this week? Their trailer with their equipment that they take on the road to be able to perform, the whole darn thing was stolen. The whole trailer, the whole kit and caboodle, gone. The only saving grace, they had been uh, doing some recording, and their instruments, so the guitars, were not in the trailer. But... The sound system, uh, the the in-ear monitors, uh, literally thousands of dollars right. worth of the equipment that they use when they're on the road was stolen. Including the trailer. Yeah. The trailer. Now, the good thing is their insurance covers the trailer and the company that they purchased their trailer from loaned them a trailer so that they could fulfill the the commitment that they had i guess tonight and for the next Mm -hmm. few nights on the east coast and a bunch of musicians stepped forward and said how can we help you we got in touch with our friends up at guitar works and said if there's any way we can help them we'd like to do that too and then one of their great fans started a gofundme page for them and uh, i'm proud to say that um, their goal was twenty thousand dollars to replace the equipment that was Mm -hmm. in that trailer and of course the insurance company's not going to give them everything that that trailer was worth, so they yeah, need they, to have they, money. I think that, didn't the insurance company say, well, okay, uh, the, we'll cover the trailer, but the stuff that was inside. Oh, yeah, the inside stuff, none yeah. of that counts to the insurance company. Uh, the GoFundMe page was started, um, I guess, on Friday, and as of now, uh, their $20,000 goal, they're at $15,685, which is pretty incredible. A couple hundred people fans of theirs from all around the world have come forward and said we love your music we think this absolutely sucks that this happened to you Mm -hmm. you're good people and 
how do you steal a trailer and just drive off with it yeah. and then it, it it never gets found again? It's mind-boggling to me. How do you unload it? Do you go on eBay and sell this stuff? I don't understand how this works, but it happens all too often. We've had so many cases here in Chicago where musicians have had their livelihood mm-hmm. stolen from them. And basically, that's what happened to the Empty Pockets. And we love them dearly. And if you feel so compelled, if you like their music, if you've seen them in concert, if you've heard them on our show, you can go to GoFundMe and look up The Empty Pockets and you'll find their GoFundMe page. And, you know, a couple of bucks, it's going to make a big difference. Yeah, make a huge difference. And and also, uh, again, it'll take about a a, a day or so. Hopefully, we'll have this stuff up on uh, Sunday afternoon. But check out our blog Go to Steve and Johnny, S T E V E A N D J O H N N I E dot WordPress dot com. So Steve and Johnny dot WordPress dot com. That's our blog. You will find pictures from tonight's show. You will find uh, some of the uh, AI pictures Patrick was talking about. You will find links to everything right. that we've been talking about tonight, including the Empty Pockets GoFundMe page. And. Uh, uh, well, some of that stuff will make its way to Facebook, but all of it will be on our blog. So, again, if you want to go to stevenjohnny.wordpress.com. And we'd appreciate it if you would subscribe to our blog. doesn't cost anything, and mm-hmm. we don't spam you. All you do is you get, a, uh, um, you get an email anytime we do a new blog post. And a lot of people say... They appreciate the fact that they don't have to be on Facebook to be able to follow us because yeah. not everybody wants to do the Facebook thing. and Not everybody wants to do social media. That's one of the yeah. reasons why we're migrating a lot of our stuff. Now, we're still on Facebook and Twitter mm-hmm. and all the ships at sea, but we're putting a lot more stuff on our blog. And we'd appreciate it if you'd hang out yeah. there with us. Absolutely. Well, a lot of ground to cover. I feel like we just sat down and we hit the ground running once the basketball game was over with. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, and again, I want to emphasize, next week, we are not going to be here next week. Just full disclosure, we will mm-hmm. not be here. Uh, theoretically, if there is any best of us, <laughs> that's what you're going to be hearing next right. week. And, and there two, may be some surprises, too. Maybe yeah. some, some gems from the past that you will um, hear next uh, Saturday night, post-hockey. And two weeks from tonight. Our show will be all new, and we will have the Cashbox Kings yes. joining us in studio. For a CD release party. That's going to so be fun. They're so good. They are. In, in yeah. fact, uh, out of the news, we're going to play uh, one of the things by the uh, Cashbox Kings from their new album. They are so good. And we're looking forward to having them in the studio. And as always, if you want to email us, you can email us at... Uh, you ready for this? Email us at steveandjohnny.com. But what's the email? It's email us at steveandjohnny.com. Just that simple. email address. But we're here for a little while longer, till 2 o'clock. we got some more ground to cover with you. 312-981-7200 is our telephone number. we got the last call coming up and so much more here on WGN. They are so good. And that's Oscar... Oscar's Hotel. Oscar's Motel. Yeah. And that's uh, their their brand new album on Alligator, Alligator. Records. Yeah. And last time we saw uh, the Cashbox Kings was up at Space in Evanston. That's right. Yeah. The last uh, release party. In fact, we had a good fortune to go backstage and interview them. Yeah. Andrew, are you hip to the Cashbox Kings? I'm not, actually. I know you've mentioned them before, maybe I think last week or the previous week. They are so good. It's a great new CD, a, too. The, yeah. The it's local just hard, guys. It's and, hardcore uh, blues. Yeah. 
And we are going to have a party that night, too, because, um, you know, it's not every day that you put out a new album on Alligator Records, so it's a good excuse for a party. And speaking of musicians, I'm going to tie all this together. A listener reminded us that Hello Dave, we started the show off talking about Hello Dave coming to Joe's out in Rosemont doing a a fundraiser for the Farmway that's going to happen on April 8th. And uh, a listener reminded us that Hello Dave also had their equipment stolen, their livelihood taken from them just the way the empty pockets. And then I was reminded that Amanda Shires was in Chicago when that happened to her, too. And I'm pretty sure that Amanda Shires had just performed at the Park Park West. West. Yeah, yeah. And Andrew, didn't someone say, what about putting um, air tags? Someone suggested yeah, that they use the uh, Apple tracking tags yeah. Uh, yeah. and put them in the trailer. So if, it, if God forbid, it does get stolen again, it'll at least be easier yes. to track. That's a really yeah, good idea. Yeah, and hide the air tags. Yeah. That's a brilliant idea because I came across a story, and this is a crazy story. A woman was on a plane. She was traveling, I guess, like nine hours. She'd been overseas to visit her husband who's in the military. And when she got off the plane, she was exhausted. She gets off the plane. She left her jean jacket on the plane. So she turns around to go back on the plane. She stops. No, you have to wait till the plane is empty before we let you go back on the plane to get your jacket. Mm-hmm. So she's waiting. And then an employee brings her her jacket out to her. She doesn't think anything about it until she goes on to the next plane. And when she puts her hand in her pocket to get her air pods out, her ear pods, mm-hmm. They're gone. Well, guess what? She had an air tag. She tracked them to an employee's house. Cool. And she just kept doing screenshots of where her her earbuds were going, mm-hmm. right? And she reported it to the airline. The airline said, well, it's not one of our employees. That's somebody that's hired, blah, 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 blah. Doesn't matter. Bottom line is they've got them back from the employee, put them in bubble wrap, mailed them back to her after they drove over them. They were smashed, which is just really. But they did give her something like 5,000 air miles and a couple hundred dollars to buy some mm-hmm. new earbuds. And she said they're important to her because that's how she communicates with her husband. The subject for a next time we talk with yeah. Patrick. Yes. Track your stuff. Yes. How to track your stuff. And how to find out if you're being tracked because it also yeah. can be used in unsavory sure. ways. Like you think that somebody's up to something and so you decide that you're going to track them and that's not a good thing. <laughs> um, let us go to Cleveland and say good morning to David. How are you this morning, David? Hey, David. Good morning, Johnny. Good hey. morning, Steve. Hey there. I think I rec- it is to hear you t- your your voices back on the radio. Oh, thank you. And, am I hearing the voice of a long lost friend? Oh. And when I when I first came across, I, I listen as often as I can. Mm-hmm. And I heard you back. We're well, coming back. I I said thank you, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I said with all the mergers and acquisitions and yeah. everything's on voice track now. We got live radio still alive yeah. and well in Chicago. Yes, thank goodness. You're right. Am I correct, David? We've talked to you before, haven't we? Yeah. Years yeah, ago. you have. <laughs> we were all younger. I used to, I used to call in for uh, Brian Noonan and Andrea Darlis for the uh, sports 
sports yeah, show. Yes. Yes, of yes. course. Right. Well, I'm so glad you found I used, us. I, I, I see, uh, I know you guys are guitar aficionados. Mm-hmm. I see we lost another great artist in the music world. In uh, Bobby Caldwell. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. Blue, yeah, singer. Oh. Blue-eyed soul, too. I mean, yeah. he he was more than a one-hit wonder, but he's kind of thought of as a one-hit wonder. When I first started in radio, I was playing the daylights out of him, and that was a classic case of when I saw his face, I went, wait, that, that guy doesn't match that voice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I saw him downtown Cleveland about, oh, it's, God, it's been almost 20 years ago yeah. now. Yeah. Oh, he and still he had the voice. Show. He still had the voice and, too. Uh, yeah, he sure did. He, nobody could sing like him, or yeah, almost sounded like Frank Sinatra all over again. Well, am I crazy? But I feel like this year we've just oh, uh, we have lost just some, well, some and, giants. And, and then I I know Jeff Beck, the great guitarist. Yeah. Sure. Jeff Beck. Sure. That was a shock. I, I got an album of his called "Because uh, We've Ended as Lovers." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm talking late seventies when I was in high school, oh, sure. so yeah. dating yeah. myself. Yeah. yeah, but that's the era. Oh, it's, it's so good to hear you two. Thank you. Well, thank you. And, and I know everybody's anticipating and, and eagerly awaiting spring and the arrival of the Cubs. <laughs> uh, well, and, and the socks. In our world, it's the socks. <laughs> yeah, don't forget the socks. Yes, here. and the, the we us. Us Indians, true Indians fans, still go by the Indians. Well, but I thought the Guardians was a pretty cool name. I I, I still haven't figured out who who would have came up with that name. <laughs> they should have named them like the Mosquito. <laughs> but, but I think mosquito that the, Nats or something. The the, the history of the Guardians' name with the Yankees one time, and the Bugs were so bad coming off the lake they had to, they had to postpone ah. the game. <laughs> they had to postpone the game. Mm-hmm. But the history get for living along the beautiful lakes of Michigan and yeah. Erie. Yeah. Well, but at least the lake doesn't get on fire, fire anymore. Yes. So, so there's, there's a, that. There's a history behind because I'm not sure I know the story behind uh, the Guardians. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember all of it. It, it had to do with the statues that are uh, they're positioned around oh. Cleveland. Okay. Um, Oh, I'm going to have to look that up, but it, it was a kind of a cool, cool story. Yeah. Well, the, the best thing that came of the pandemic in our world was watching, watching baseball. Socks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, year of, I guess it was year 2021. We watched 155 baseball games. Yep. Which that's more than I've watched in my entire life. And I'm so glad that uh, Steve Stone and uh, Jason Bonetti are yes. are doing the Sox yes. on TV and again. I actually said to myself today, "Who who are you?" Because over breakfast I said to Steve, "Have you heard who's going to be pitching for opening day?" Yeah, it's Dylan Cease. And I went, "Whoa, where did that come from?" Came out of my mouth. I've turned her into a Sox fan. I know. <laughs> Well, okay, uh, we got to. But before we break, oh yes, it's time for we're, we're going to load up the phones. But before we we load up the phones, we're going to start something because uh, we want it to be fair for everybody. So if you have won anything from WGN in the past two months, mm-hmm. you are not eligible. But right. if you haven't won anything from WGN in the past two months. Give us a call. Eric, go the 312-981-7200. 
and uh, we'll take some callers for our last call because mm-hmm. we got to, you know, they're going to flick the lights and we got to get yeah, ready. So yeah. 312-981-7200 if you would like to be our last call. But again, if you've won anything from WGN in the past two months, don't be selfish. Don't call. We're going to start right. sweeping our feet in a few minutes, you know, to get us out of here. Yep. A uh, quick a piece of information yep. from 219 Area Code says the Hope Memorial Bridge has statues on either end of the bridge. They're the guardians of traffic, and that's where the guardians comes from. And it's, Yes. Yeah, I'm looking at the page, and it's a pretty cool sculpture of the guardians yeah. of traffic. So thank you. Thank you, thank you. For sending that along. All right, we had a little tiff off the air because we had a bank of phone calls, and I said, oh, we'll take a line because we want to choose randomly for our last caller. So I said, at the very same time, I said five, Steve said one. And I said five, and he said one. And I said five, and he said one. We said, you know what? We'll do something a little different tonight. So we're doing two last callers. We are. So. So, but first of all, we will go to... uh, Line one. Line one, and that would be Donna. Donna. Hey, Donna, how you doing? Hi, Donna. Oh, wow, this is great. <laughs> I'm doing fine, and thank you, thank you, thank you. I had a time because you uh, answered my question on Facebook about my Tyrus and comic. So thank you again. Oh, that's you. Oh, yeah. oh yes, we had a spectacular people. You know? Oh, we had a nice oh, well, little exchange, you. didn't we? You <laughs> thought it was Steve answering you, and I said, "Uh, uh-uh, that's me," and you were very kind. <laughs> Oh, you, you, well, you both are very knowledgeable human beings, oh. and I appreciate them. Boy, have we got you fooled. Well, you know what? You're going to be the perfect person to be wearing a WGN retro T-shirt, because one's going to come your way, and you're getting, you're getting your very own desktop weather station from American Weathermakers Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing, the 60-Minute Men, because you were Steve's choice for the last call tonight. So hang on, and Andrew will get some info from you, Donna. And, and before we go to... The other caller, there's one other piece of business that I do not want to forget. We have a very special person listening to us tonight. Yes, yes, yes. And I hope she's still listening this evening because I meant to mention her at the top of the show. She's at home, sadly, dealing with COVID. Yes, bless her heart. Alice Selkie is apparently a, a, a fan of the show. She's been listening. She, We're like family to her. Yep. And in fact, in a crazy sort of way she is family but that's another story alice is 105 years old 105 years old and she was the first dispatcher for the hoffman estates fire department back in the 50s she would actually take the fire calls in her home and her husband carl was the first fire chief in hoffman estates and uh alice if you're listening feel a big hug from us we're we're just thrilled to know that you're thank out you for there hanging out with us alice and, alice we, and we hope you get better soon yeah yeah in, in fact when you get better uh, we well, want to talk to you on the we radio do. yes we she's got some stories to tell i am sure okay so donna was your choice yep line five was my choice for last caller this evening and line five would be miss rosie Hey, Rosie, how you Hi. doing? Hi, I'm great. How are you, Stephen Tony? You are my choice for last caller tonight. You sound like you're wide awake, too, and it's almost 2 o'clock. 
Well, Tony, it's almost three o'clock Carolina. I'm in Naples in Florida. So I'm really are you? Really? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Now, now, I have to ask, <laughs> are, are you listening yeah. to us on your computer or the radio? Because we have a lot of people who pick up WGN in Florida this time of night. I, I have the app. Uh, okay. On, on my on my iPad, and I listen. Nice. I listen to GN starting six o'clock in the morning with oh, Bob Sirot. Wow! Now, mm-hmm. are you are you a native Chicagoan? I am. I moved here thirty three years ago, but wow. I still listen. Um, every morning, I want to know what the weather is for my grandchildren walking to school. <laughs> oh, that's great! Wow, in Naples, yeah. Florida. So you've yeah. had uh, you've had some really unseasonably warm weather too. And oh, we have. It's been like eighty seven, yeah. eighty eight every, every day. Just, just about. It's it's beautiful though. Well, well, what what is it. if you know what is the temperature right now? Um. I'm, I'm not positive what it is. It's probably in the in the high sixties right now. Yeah. Okay. So so really nice, yeah. comfortable night as you're getting close to three o'clock your time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. 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 And we haven't really had humidity yet either. You know? Oh, so been, wait a minute. It, it's been it's been nice. Yeah. It's actually mm-hmm. seventy five degrees right now in Naples. Wow. Yeah, that's warm. Wow. So, so, okay. so, Rosie, I think you got to throw on your bikini and run around the block. <laughs> well, you know, I've been at the pool. My sister and brother-in-law have been visiting from, uh, they're here visiting from New Lenox for the oh, month. Okay. So I've been with them at the pool just about every single day, and Good. they've been loving it, you know, wow. so... Now beautiful. you're really going beautiful. to get your. When are ver- you headed back? When are you headed back south? Uh, we're going to go back in uh, April. Uh, April. Yeah, yeah. we're going to go down That's to. Pretty- yeah, we we waited till spring break was over with because it's insane. Oh, yeah. I'm in yeah. part our part of the world. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. Do you I get know. Do you get much? You don't everybody, get much. Everybody loves Florida, but you don't get much spring break in Naples, do you? Not too no, not too bad. We really don't. Yeah. Thank, thank God. <laughs> yeah, really. Gosh. Well, we're yeah. going to send you a bathing suit cover up in the in the form of a retro WGN radio t shirt, and that would oh look so God, cute be, over your suit. In fact, I'd be proud to wear it. Oh, thank you. Well, will you take a picture and send us a picture of you? Yes, wearing it? yes, you should. <laughs> Put it on. Absolutely, I will. Put it on over your suit. Go out to the pool mm-hmm. and then send us a picture. I We'd will. love that. And speaking of the weather, you're going to get your very own desktop mm-hmm. weather station from American Weather Makers Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing, the 60 Minute Men. Well, oh, Rosie, my God. I've always wanted one too. That's oh, wonderful. Oh, good. Thank you so much. It's it's I not look, the same I, as a. Look at it. I listen to you. I, I look forward to listening to you every every single Saturday night. Oh, and, thank you. And when the uh, when the sports program goes a little <laughs> long, I keep saying, "Come on, where are Steve and Johnny?" <laughs> well, remember, middle of April, yep. sports will be behind mm-hmm. us, and we're going to have a full five hour show then from nine o'clock until two. Good. Whether you like it or not, that's we'll right. Have f- full five hours. And, and trust me, I'm not the only one. <laughs> oh, thank you, Rosie. <laughs> Take care. Nice talking Hold to you. Hold on for a second. We'll get some information from you off the air, Rosie. Wow. I know. I, I say this every time we do the show, but this one really went by we fast. a list of things that we wanted to cover. And, uh, I'm trying to think, is there anything else we can... Uh, uh, oh, 
that want to answer some of the people have been asking about we were we said we were going to be doing a show about how to protect your yes. property yes 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 and because of our short shows we're not doing that we've been talking with some realtors and some people who have really good information about the things you need to do to protect your property right they're going to be joining us sometime in april i believe it's going to be late april or early may because we yeah. want to put a panel together and spend some time and talk about how to protect yourself with a zillow how to protect your title of your your property mm-hmm. uh, just all kinds of crazy things that uh, you realize that there are a bunch of bad people out there what was it there was a story uh oh and we won't have a chance to get to it it popped up on my facebook feed yep. it was from channel seven uh yep. about somebody who's dealing with people who squatters just, they're squattering the in in and, their house and you can't get rid of them and you know what? There's very. I don't understand that. Come to find I'm, out, there's very little she can do to get them out of her house, off of her property. I don't understand I don't how that happens. I, that, that my pea-sized brain yeah. doesn't get that. Yeah. So for the people who've said you mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, yes, we did, but we didn't think we should do this after a game because we really want to spend some time. So we'll do it at the top of the show one time late april into may but that that squatter story reminds me and i've told this before one of my favorite signs that i saw years ago and this was uh on a a chain link fence on a company on the south side of chicago i'm driving down uh, i think it was commercial avenue and they had this sign after hours it said warning this premises protected by hoyt doberman's survivors will be prosecuted Okay. Yeah. yeah that, that, that kind of says Assuming it. you can read, yeah, that could put the fear of God in you, right? <laughs> uh, we are rapidly running out of words. Yes. Uh, next week, uh, the best of us, assuming there is any such thing, and uh, <laughs> we'll be back uh, with a brand new show and the Cashbox Kings on, on the 8th of the April. 8th.